what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week. Here it is. May 17th, 1996. And we watched a 90210 show. You opened your mouth like you were going to say something, but <laughs> then you just gave me a cryptic look. <laughs> What's going on? In- well, I was just thinking as to whether or not you're right about the date, and I'm not sure, so I decided not to say anything it's, at all. It's correct. If you don't have anything nice to say. Oh, wow. Your birthday inches closer. It does. And closer. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's the your favorite thing that you did this week? Did you besides watching nine hundred two one zero and and the movie we're watching and and all that other stuff? Did you do anything? Did you do anything super fun this week? Did you did you go to the mall? Did you did you skip pennies in a fountain? <laughs> um, I did go bowling. Oh yes, that's right, bowling. It was pretty fun. I love bowling. I love bowling. And I love it when they do like the the black lights. Mm-hmm. And except then, you know, you can see how like dirty your jeans actually are. Oh, wow. Ooh. <laughs> Grass stains on your jeans, right? Um, I, I have a feeling that it's more like pizza grease how come, stains. How come the knees of your jeans get worn out faster than the rest of the jeans? Gee, I don't know. Why do you think that might be? <laughs> hmm. No, bowling's fun. And any sport that the drunker you are, the better you are at the sport is is my kind of sport. But yeah. That's just like uh, euchre. Yes, agreed. Which you know, only those of you around Michigan and Ohio right. are probably familiar with that game. Yeah. But you must be drunk to learn how to play it. Our listeners from abroad. <laughs> And by abroad, I mean any state that's not Michigan or Ohio. (laughs) Probably are like, Euchre, what's that? How do you spell that, with a U? (laughs) No, no, you don't. (laughs) It's with an E, everyone. I mean, there is a U in there. Yeah, E-U. It's like Eunice. Mm, Okay, (laughs) I'll take your word. Yeah, Eunice (laughs) probably does start with an E, right? It does. (laughs) It's the only other word I can think of that starts with E. Yeah, a, a name not uh, bestowed upon a child since 1926. Right. <laughs> Eunice. Yeah, you don't see a lot of Eunices anymore. Probably because uh, they all bought war bonds. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, so bowling, that's fun, though. Yeah. How about you? What did you do this week? Well, when you were bowling with with your your girls, your 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 crew, or whatever you want, my crew, whatever you want to call them, I went to laser tag with my boys. Ooh, yeah, laser tag is is very fun. You uh, you know you kind of you, you get all strapped up in your your little vest, and you got your light gun, you know. And then you you run in and you hide and try to shoot people. So it's like hide and seek tag with the lasers. Kind of, yeah. Because yeah, you you hide, you look for. So there are there are targets like they're flashing lights basically, 
that you're aiming for on their on people's shoulders, on their chest, and I think there's maybe one more place. I can't remember though. But uh, when you hit different areas, it's different amount of points. Like a chest hit is the most amount of points, mm-hmm. and you you know you try to to run around and, and find people and shoot them. And then when you get shot, you your your whole vest kind of do do buzzes. <laughs> And you can't be hit, but you also can't shoot for 10 seconds. That's so it. So it gives you, yeah, it gives you 10 seconds to run and hide. Okay. How do you win? Uh, whoever has the most points. Okay. So whenever you shoot somebody, you get points for accuracy. So, like, you can't just, like, like rapid fire because you'll have, like, almost no accuracy. So you get points for accuracy. That counts a lot, actually. Uh, you get points for every time you hit somebody. And every time you get hit, you lose points. Okay. So you have to have a combination of not getting hit too much, getting a lot of people, and being accurate. Hmm. And then they at the when you come out of a session, they post at the top the the leaderboard and who who won and everything. Is this like a boys only thing, or can girls play too? <laughs> yeah, there's a big. There's a big wooden sign on the door that says no girls allowed written in black paint. You know what I mean. And Alfalfa's waiting there at the door to make sure that <laughs> to make sure that no girls come in. Yes, girls are allowed in. It's co-ed. It sounds fun. I'd like to try it with All you. Right, well, you can come in and, and play laser tag with us sometime. Cool. I don't think it's just a fad. I think it's here to stay. Well, it certainly sounds like the uh the kind of sporting events that will stick around. There's a lot of there's a lot of littler kids there too, but you can also book like like parties, like birthday parties and stuff like that. That's what we should do for my birthday. Yeah, we'll go you know. do laser tag. They've got some good food there too, good pizza and stuff like that. So of course, I'm it's sure nice. it's on par with bowling alley pizza. Oh, for sure. I'm sure it's better than bowling alley pizza. <laughs> that bowling alley by our house has some uh, historically bad pizza. It was so bad I couldn't even eat it this time. They they like burnt it, and you know, they barely put any cheese on it. You, you know, I, you told me you were going out with your, with your friends and mm-hmm. stuff to go to go bowling. And I forgot to tell you, because I've been to this bowling alley many times. We've been there together sometimes. And I forgot to tell you, though, because I've eaten there, that their food is impressively bad. <laughs> like, almost as if they, they're trying to make the worst fare in the city. Yeah. It's not good. It was not good. I won't, you know, hurt them by calling them out. <laughs> I'm you know, sure they appreciate that. But you know who I will call out? Steve Sanders. Okay. Let's get into nine oh two and I guess. You wanna uh you wanna take us through the, the plot? You wanna start with Steve or you wanna Well you 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 called him out, so Steve wants to break up with his girlfriend. Steve is a giant doucheburger. Celeste. Yeah, that's 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 been well established on the show. Yeah, but I mean we've never seen it actually like Full force hurt another person. Full I don't think. Full force doucheburgery. And we've seen him be an ass, but mostly people just don't care. Yeah, that's true. I suppose she cares. Celeste got hurt. Her, she got her feelings hurt. Or Cell, as, he, as he kept calling her. What the fuck is that? That is a nickname that just—it's it, like nails mm-hmm. against a chalkboard in your ears. Cell. It just oh, I don't like the way it no. sounds. It's not good. 
It doesn't, I mean, it definitely doesn't sound like a name. No. It sounds like he's dating a computer program. Right? <laughs> oh, Cell, but I love you. I don't love you anymore, <laughs> Steve. And I mean, Celeste, it doesn't even really start with Cell. Cell. No. I mean, I Celeste. guess. Celeste. Cell. Yeah, Cell. Celeste. Right. Whatever. Call her Sil. Sylvia. Cilia. Cilia. How about, how about Est? <laughs> Come on, Est. <laughs> you call her C. How would you just call her, like, you know, sweetie or cutie pie or something? Call her C word. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, he's he wants to break up with her. Did he ever actually say why? I mean, I think it's kind of obvious why, but I don't think he really said it. He didn't say it, but you said it, and I think it's correct. He doesn't want to be tied down. Yeah, because he just started college and joined a fraternity, and he wants to party and be single. Yeah, he wants to have sex with many co-eds. Right, which I think most freshman dudes would agree. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. If you don't if you don't love this girl and don't feel like you, you want to spend the rest of your life with her, and at 18 you probably shouldn't feel that way, I right. guess. I think it's fine to just break up with her, but instead... He makes out with her. Like, he says to Brandon, he's like, well, I'm going to break up with her. And then it cuts to him in bed with her just making out. And he's like, oh, I, you know, I, I didn't think that uh, maybe I'm not the type of guy that <laughs> that uh, is cut out for a long-term relationship or something. He's 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 talking around it. Mm-hmm. But instead they have sex. Yeah. Yeah. So then he invites her to this pool party. Which I think part of the reason he was breaking up with her was because he wanted to go to it alone. Yeah. Like, there was some other girl, like, looking to hang out with him at this party. Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, so he, he goes, and he's flirting. He wants to get down, get down. <laughs> he's flirting with other girls, and she sees him in the pool. Yeah, he's in the pool, like, playing chicken. and He, he, he was, like, just manhandling this girl. <laughs> right. It was not good. So uh, she threw a, a ball at his head mm-hmm. and let him know she's watching him. You know, that's not the first time she's had to let him know she's watching him. No. You shouldn't have to try that hard to keep your guys' attention. She's like what, uh, Quincy Jones's son or whatever. What's his name? I can't think of the guy. I don't know who the hell Quincy Rock, Jones is. Rockwell so. or something. I don't remember his name. I always feel like somebody's watching right. me. Rockwell. That's, that's who sings that. So basically, she just let him know she's there. Mm-hmm. And then she sat back and is just staring yep. at him. Never got a bathing suit on, just stared him down sitting there. She's at a pool party, fully clothed, just sitting by herself. She's Diane Cannon and Cary Grant's daughter, and she couldn't put on a fucking bikini. <laughs> but I mean, it's just Very like... Very upsetting. What the fuck, Celeste? Like, she just looks like a psycho. She really does. So She's then, pissed, though. I mean, I understand being pissed, but... She's sitting there thinking, I won't be ignored, Stephen. So he comes over and talks to her, and then runs back over to his boys. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then he comes back over to talk to her. And the girl, who wanted to hang out with him, runs up and, like, puts her arms on him. Oh, I wanted to dance with you, Steve. And he's like, I'd love to dance with you, and that's as far as he got. Because he, he was, was going like, to say, but right. my girlfriend's here. right. And, and she's just like, then dance with her and, like, takes off. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you do it, you piece of shit? And then she leaves. So he tries to chase her down. She takes off. He's begging her not to leave. And it's like, like I said at the time, just let her go. 
Yeah. Like you wanted to break up with her. This is your chance. Yeah, exactly. Let it be done. Yep. This is the this is breaking up. Right. Breaking up is hard to do, as uh, <laughs> fucking Paul Anka told us. But but it's done now. Just leave it, like you said. But he doesn't. No, he doesn't leave it. He talks to Jim Walsh. And yeah, the Br- love guru. Come on, Prince. guys. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure Jim was a player in college, right? Right. I'm sure he was with Cindy the whole time. Yeah. Um, Protesting the war. What the? <laughs> Did a goose walk over your grave? What the fuck? Did you hear that that click? Oh yeah, I think uh, I think I did that when I, I think I got a little too close to the mic. It was like nails on a chalkboard. It was like Steve saying "sell." It was like something popped in my brain. It was terrible. <laughs> Did you know there's a number that you can think of that will create a black hole in your brain? What? Yep. No. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to do it. It's called... You can't. <laughs> and see, I think it's dumb. Scientists <laughs> scientists say that, but it's it's all hypothetical. It's called Grant's number. It's basically uh, calculating... Because this guy came up with a thought experiment or whatever. It's calculating pi to a certain number of digits and then remembering it. But basically what it's saying is uh, the volume of... Because if, if, if the volume of something is great enough, it will collapse in on itself and create a black hole. That's how black holes are created. Uh, the you know, suns, supernova, they, they, their volume and density is so great that it, collapse in, it collapses in on itself. You would need... In order to remember this number, your brain would have to be so dense... That it would then collapse in on itself. Weird. But no human brain can get to that size. So technically, you can't ever, you know. But the way they the way they word it, it's like, hey, if we tell you this number and then you think it in your brain, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like very anxiety provoking. Yeah, like like some magic will occur, but that's not the case. <laughs> Basically, it just means your brain would have to be so huge and so dense that it would then collapse in on itself. It to be able to remember this number because it's so long. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's a weird thing. So they're sitting around eating ice cream mm-hmm. like girls. Yeah, it's the Golden Girls. <laughs> I mean, not like girls, you know, have the market on ice cream or whatever, but it's just kind of funny to see dudes sitting around eating ice cream talking right. about chicks. So they're like, you know, if he, if he says, like, I, I love her. I'm falling in love with her. I think I'm falling in love I haven't, with her. I haven't felt this way about a girl since Kelly. Yeah. So it's Kelly Kapowski from Say by the Bell. So, like, what the fuck happened in between? I want to be single, and I'm falling in love with her. I don't know. Like, it seems it seems to imply that Steve is worried that he's going to get hurt, like like Kelly hurt him. He hasn't had a serious girlfriend since her, which is kind of kind of sad if you think about it. They they broke up like the summer of their sophomore year of high school. Yeah. And he went through his junior year and his senior year of high school and now he's a freshman in college and he's not had a steady relationship with anybody. Well, I mean, not not every high schooler has serious relationships. If you're a high schooler out there listening to our show and you don't have a serious relationship, then you're a fucking loser. <laughs> wow. No, I'm just joking. But I don't know, it's just it's you would think that Steve Sanders, rich, you know, somewhat, I mean, like, he's got a good body. I was going to say good looking, <laughs> but I'm sorry, you're in Ian Zeering, you're not good looking. I mean, he's not ugly. 
But mm-hmm. he's not handsome. No. He's got a bit of a pumpkin head. <laughs> but yeah, right. I, I mean, he's he can be charming, and he's rich. He should be able to get a girl. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyways. He, he smiles like the Joker on the cover of Death in the Family. <laughs> but he goes to her work and uh, begs her to, you know, forgive him and take him back, and she does. She uh she looked a little wrecked. Yeah. She was she I'll tell you what, uh what's her name? Grant. I can't think of her first name now. But it's it's Diane Cannon and Carrie Grant's daughter. Her mm-hmm. last name's the actress's last name's Grant, I can't think of her first name. But she was trying real hard to cry. <laughs> like I could see the acting. Which is probably not the best sign. But she's standing on that step and he's talking to her and she's like her eyes are all like and you, you can see her like trying to force the tears out. I'm going to squint them out. Right. But yeah. It wasn't working. No one on the set of Beverly Hills now to and I have ever heard of like smelling salts or whatever they, they you know, cutting an onion or whatever they do to, to make people cry. I'm sure there's some sort of like some sort of chemical or something they can put under somebody's nose to get them to tear up. Maybe, but I mean they, like do they use fake tears in movies and stuff like that? I guess, but, you know, you could always just, like, tap into your emotions and... Uh... Well, she was trying. I'm saying she was trying and she was failing. Yeah. And usually when they fail, they, they do the fake tears. But... Oh, well. But she didn't really need tears. I guess. I mean, it looked like she had been crying. Her eyes were all red, and I think oh, that was kind of the oh, point. Oh, all right. All right. So... You're always <clears throat> a defender of the characters on the show. That's me. They need you. <laughs> So, Brenda is trying to find a job. Oh, they get back together. Well, yeah. I thought I said that. Sorry. No, you didn't. Yeah. You're too busy defending her lack of ability to cry. She forgives him. But she tells him, you know, this is his last chance, basically. Next next episode, they'll be broken up. Right. Or, well, maybe a couple. He's going to cheat on her, I bet. Oh, yeah. Like, full on for real cheat on her. Yeah, that'll be fun. (laughs) (laughs) so brenda's looking for a job Mm -hmm. and first she was interviewing at the store celeste works at yeah and then store does celeste work at maxwell's yeah something like that some high-end store they offered her a charge card it's fucked up if if i ever get offered a charge card at a job interview like right that's that's weird right yeah I, I don't know how I how to respond to that. <laughs> if I say no, do I not get the job? Right? <laughs> so she's interviewing there. She saw some posting about an executive assistant. Yeah. Uh, wait, no, it was production assistant. Production assistant at a some studio. So she goes to that interview. They were willing to hire her, but he wanted her to work in the daycare. Yeah, she's a production assistant. Producing uh, Kleenexes to wipe these kids' noses. It's re- kind of re- false advertising to get college kids in there, I guess. Yeah. Still, though, it's still work at a studio. Yeah. He's like, I'm the first producer to offer childcare. I'm like, good for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Good for caring about your fucking employees. So she didn't want that job. And, um... and she hates kids. She's talking about how hard it is to find a job and how much work she has to put into it. And, mm-hmm. and then her dad offered to hook her up with a job. Finding a job so much work. Oh, here, honey. 
Yeah. Let me take care of you. Oh, this is the, her whole storyline is very fun. Ugh. <laughs> so yeah, he offers her the job. She's like, I want to do it on my own. And then she goes to that interview with the daycare and she's like, working with kids. Yeah. Fuck this. So she's like, can I still have that job, dad? So he gives her the job. And then he asks her to take some contracts over to somebody. And she's like, can I stop by this social event? I just need to make an appearance. And he's like, oh, sure, you know, go ahead and do that. Just make sure you get the contracts to this lady by 9 o'clock. She fucking, like, what, time warps? Did he warps? say by 9 o'clock? Yeah. Oh, okay. He said she'll be working late. Be sure to be there by 9. Okay. So she had all the way till 9 o'clock. I don't understand, like you said, why she just didn't drop them off and right. then go to the party. It was ridiculous. It makes no sense. Yeah, so she goes to the fucking pool party, too. Right. Because it's the freshman pool party, whatever. Like, what school does this? I don't know. It's so weird. And she runs into Donna, who wants her to go cheer up David, because they're having an argument, which we'll get to. Oh, yeah. And she grabs David and starts dancing with him, because it's the freshman dance contest. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to dance with, uh, what's her name? Donna. Tori Spelling, because they're having an argument. And they win. Because they're, like, dry humping in the middle of the dance. Yeah. Uh, I know. I was thinking, what? like, well, if you want some sex, uh, uh, what's his name, then <laughs> David, then I guess Brenda's willing. Right? It's like, what is happening right now? And Donna's just watching and, like, smiling and happy for them. I'd be like, I would not be okay. Could you imagine Donna's, this is what Donna wants. Donna wants to bring Brenda into their relationship. <laughs> and then her and, and David can have sex and, and Donna can just sit in the corner and just watch and smile. She'd be like, I want to stay a virgin until I'm married, but go ahead, David, and I'll just watch. That's that's fucked up. <laughs> um. So then Brenda, now somehow we go from broad daylight dance contest. Oh, and everybody jumps in the pool with their clothes on because like mm-hmm. nobody's wearing a bathing suit at this fucking pool party. That's so weird. Where is there a pool on campus? It's an outdoor pool well, on a campus. It's California. I guess, but anyone that does anyone go to UCLA out there or or USC or something <laughs> like that? Tell us if you have an an open air pool on your campus, right? But <clears throat> they all jump in the pool and get wet and have fun, and apparently that takes all the way from when sun is up till nine p.m. <laughs> yeah, like they were serving hot dogs and hamburgers. I'm thinking it was like around six. Yeah, it's at 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 the latest. And, uh, it's September. It gets dark early, even especially in California, because of the mountains. Right? So somehow, though, she has wasted all the time, and she doesn't make it there in time. She looks... They go up... They, the way they film this is hilarious, too. She walks up to her car, and she goes... <gasps> and she looks at her car, and it's like you expect the horse's head from the Godfather to be <laughs> in her, her passenger seat, and it's the, the contracts. Right. Oh, no! So then she shows up at at her house and tells her dad that she got there. She's such a fucking liar. Like, she's trying to save herself. Well, I got there and she wasn't there. Oh, did you give it to her assistant? She wasn't there either. Actually, the building was closed. (laughs) What time did you get there, Brenda? Nine o'clock. Yeah, and it it was after that, I'm sure. Right. And... She's like, well, can't you just fax him to her? And, and 
Jim's face is like he never that never occurred to him. <laughs> He's like, well, that's not the point. <laughs> point is, I gave you a responsibility and you shirked it. And he had just got finished saying that everybody's entitled to one mistake to Steve mm-hmm. about his fuck up with Celeste and Brand. Like she says that to him, and Brandon's like. <clears throat> <laughs> And so finally, he's like, you're not fired. And then the music swells. Like, it's a big triumphant moment. And it's like, wow, Brenda, you were able to get a job from your your father. Totally shirk your responsibilities. And you're not fired. Way to win. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's pretty pathetic. And, like, Brandon had mentioned, too, that she could, uh, you know, go to Nat and get her job back as as Laverne. Laverne. But she's like, I don't want to be a singing waitress. Like, yeah. Why? Like, you were really good at it? I don't know. Was she? <laughs> I mean, did, people might have gotten what they ordered, but how long do they keep it down after watching her? <laughs> I mean, holy shit. That was, I, I don't want to see that again. Okay, so next we have David and Donna. Yeah, let's do. They're the They're the titular couple in this episode because this episode's called radio days (laughs) and it's all about them sort of so you know they're doing their 2 a.m to 6 a.m shift and it sucks this is the first week of actual class Mm -hmm. how long were they like doing the show and living on campus and two weeks it's insane and um minnesota historically starts classes prior to the rest of the country as we discussed right so, okay, she is exhausted, Donna. She is terrified that she's going to screw up her classes because, mm-hmm. you know, that's why she's there. And she has a learning disability, lest us not forget. Right, to get an education. And, and David is, like, just sleeping through class and just, like... Yeah, he's. this is going to be a problem, too, because he's not going to class. This yeah. Is, it, I would have... I have a little more respect for this show than I did when we first started watching it because... If this was like season one, I'd be like, oh, this is some dumb thing they're never going to bring up again. This is coming back. Oh, yeah. The fact that they just mentioned this offhand that he's not going to class classes, this is going to be a storyline sometime in the future. Yeah. This show likes to set seeds, like plant little (laughs) seeds of things that are going to like rear their head later and that this is definitely what they're doing with this well yeah and i mean like she was trying to like wake him up and stuff and he's like i'm a big boy right. <laughs> first he's of like, all you wouldn't know you've never seen my pants off <laughs> first of all like he's like what 17 because he graduated a year early yeah that's true he's only 17 he's not even a fucking adult yet right like whatever but he's a big boy <laughs> so she wants to quit she doesn't want to be doing a 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. radio show with him. And he makes and, her feel like shit about it. Right. And it's not her dream. It's his dream. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I understand that he's concerned that they were hired as a team mm-hmm. and that he might get let go if she's not with him. What I don't understand is why he can't just say, hey, I'm I'm worried about this. Can we talk to him about it? Tell him that, you, you know, you're struggling with this. You want to go. You want to leave, go leave. I can do it on my own and see what he says. And if he says, oh, you can't do it on your own, then, you know, maybe stick stick with me till I can find somebody else. Right. Or, you know, whatever. And if he's, like, cool, then, yeah, go ahead and quit. 
But we find out later, though, that he has other insecurities going on here where it's yeah. not just that he's worried he's going to get let go. No. He thinks that working with her makes him cool, and if he's he, by himself, he'll be a geek again. He went from geek to chic <laughs> in high school because he says this radio show changed his life. It made him, yeah, what? I don't know. I, I think, what? <laughs> That was fun to hear you begin a sentence and then just fucking bail out on it. You started talking and then you were like, no, fuck this. I'm done. I I was going to say it made him cool, but then I was like, that's not what he said. And I couldn't remember what he said. He said he went from geek to stardom or superstar or something like that. Yeah. Celebrity. Celebrity. Yes. Geek to celebrity. (laughs) Fucking celebrity, David Silver. Seriously? (laughs) And I think it all started because he, he glommed onto Steve. Yeah. He moray-eeled his way onto Steve. He became a fucking parasite <laughs> on on the side of Steve. Well, one of those things that, like, uh, attaches to a shark. Or the male uh, football fish. A barnacle? No, barnacles attach to ships and, I think, whales. Ah, uh, okay. But there's, some, there's a little parasite that... Attaches itself to a shark and eats like it's fucking leftovers or whatever. Weird. You ever heard of a a male football fish? No. So a football fish is like an angler fish, right? And the females are the only ones that have the little thing that come from the the top of their head and it's bioluminescent, like lights up. And they'll use it to lure prey in and eat them. They got these big sharp teeth, like tons of tiny little razor-like teeth, right? They're ugly fucking things. But the male football fish, its only goal in life is to find a female to procreate with. These female football fish are like, they can get, I think, as big as 10 feet or something like that. Oh, wow. Like, like they're big, right? The male is one inch, I think, long. Very, Very small thing, right? It comes over and attaches to a female with its teeth. Yeah. And becomes a sexual parasite. The entirety of the male is absorbed into the female until all that's left are its testes, which it uses to impregnate the female football fish. What the fuck? Yep, that's how they mate. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? Yeah, I mean... So that that's... was, that was, that was uh, David with Steve... <laughs> That's even worse than a praying mantis. Shit. Yeah, it's fucked up. And they well, and they sacrifice themselves too. Right. They don't get killed. They're like, this is my job Ugh. to fucking absorb myself into this fish until all that's left are my testicles. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. So, um, aren't yeah. you aren't you glad that we're not angler fish? <laughs> yes. So David um, is freaking out and Mm -hmm. angry at donna for wanting to leave the show and donna is a little angry at him because you know she she isn't a selfish person but he's acting like she's being selfish yeah and he's not understanding what she needs to take care of herself correct she is she's thinking about herself more than she's thinking about him but she's not being selfish there's a difference right she she can't continue this pace. He is being selfish. 
Yeah. Because he wants her to just keep doing it for him. Even though she doesn't care about this. Yeah. yeah. But she cares about him, so. He, he thinks that, she, he thinks she, he needs her mm-hmm. to do this show. And but, he's afraid that if she leaves, like you said, that he won't be able to do it the way he wants to do it. So, and, and I think he's kind of right because she's the only one that's come up with good comedy bits for the show. That's true. We'll see what happens there. But she um, goes to talk to their boss, and right when she is going to talk to the boss, he's having an argument on the phone. Yeah, and he just shoves her in front of the uh, microphone and says, "Hey, my afternoon shift didn't show up, so you're on." It's you now. And then he says she can have that time slot. So she's thinking her problems are solved, and she's a little worried about what David's going to say. But Well, she was like, oh, that's cool. David will be so happy. And he's like, oh, you can't bring David. Yeah. He says, I need him on the overnight shift because I need someone for that. So when David finds that out, he is just livid, and that's why they're in a fight at the pool party. Mm-hmm. So then they find out that she's not getting the shift. Because no. the fucking dude made up with his girlfriend, who is apparently the DJ that has that shift. He was having a fight with her on the phone. And, yeah, so now they, they made up. They're back together. He's like, so I guess she gets her slot back. And I, I said, uh, well, he he got his slot back, so she gets her slot back. Right. So a quality joke. That's the kind of That's the kind of quality jokes you miss because you're not sitting next to us when we watch the show. <laughs> But um, Donna still quits. So we'll see how David does on his own. Let me ask everybody out there a question. Would you like us to record ourselves watching the show? <laughs> if there's a way, because we're watching, we are behind of 90210. So we're watching it. Even if we were watching it live, too, we could. Well, no, because these tapes can't be broadcast live. I don't know how to broadcast them live. But because we're watching it on tape... Someone else could have this tape of this season, and we could be like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna start the tape right now." So it our commentary would sink in with them watching the show, so they could watch the show with us and just hear us in the background. Do you think anyone would be interested in that? Anyone out there? Would you be interested in that? Write in latefee nineteen ninety four at aol dot com or go to retrolatefee dot com and send us a message. It's a weird idea. I, I I don't I can't imagine it would anybody be like, like they would be being sitting, interested in that. But it would be like they would be sitting in the room with us. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if if you really think we're we're interesting enough for that, like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know if we're interesting enough for that either. But you know, it's an idea. Okay, so the final. No, not the final. The darn it! Final countdown. <laughs> we still have one more to talk about oh, before we get to the most interesting thing. What's that the other happened. one that we have to talk about? Andrea. Oh fuck, Andrea! She's whatever. <laughs> She's got an English class with David. I'm the Jew you want to date, Ruben. Now I've got a question, though. Like that's not her RA. Yes, it is. But I thought the RA was a student, but he's a teacher. He's a student teacher, right? He's both? I think so. Okay. I think he's he's doing like graduate school. He's like a he might be like a TA where he has like the t- the actual professor of this class doesn't teach the class very much and the TA teaches it most of the time. 
Okay. Or something. I, like, it might be one of those situations. So, yeah. yeah. Typically, RAs are students, not um, teachers. But, like I said, he might be doing graduate work. So, he might have this class. And this class might be part of his graduate work. I don't know. Okay. So, it's not terrible for them to date. I, if they do date, which I don't know that they're going to. But if they do date, it's not terrible. Um, okay. Why did you look at me like that? Because that's how it ends. It ends with them dating? Yeah. He asked her to dinner. Uh, okay, so they, they might go on one date. Okay. But they're still, if they go on a date, they're dating. She's going to get pregnant pretty quick. <laughs> because the, we know how this season ends. Right. At the end of this season, she has a baby. So she's going to get pregnant pretty fucking quick by a dude that's not this dude. So I can't imagine they date long. Are we sure it's not this dude? I'm pretty sure. Because I yeah. think that dude was Hispanic. Or or very light-skinned African-American. Something. Yeah, not Jewish. No, not David Rubin. So, okay. He's flirting with her. He's teaching her class. Mm-hmm. Donna is also in her class. Some and, English class, yeah. Yeah, they have an assignment to write their life story in ten sentences. That seems difficult. I agree with Donna. Your life story, and I mean, they're they're not that old, so I guess easier, but it's still tough. Ten, ten sentences to encapsulate your entire life. Yeah, I could do it. But I guess that's that's kind of, it's not a poem, but that's kind of what poetry is. You're taking a lot of ideas and encapsulating them in a small space. So he reads Andrea's submission to the class and yeah. says that it reads like a computer wrote it. Yeah. And not a person. Yeah, he's like the person that wrote this is obviously intelligent and probably beautiful and good in the sack. <laughs> and then he gives her the finger guns, uh, but says, "But it sounds like a computer wrote it because I don't. There's no heart in it at all." Yeah, and, and then, then he's like, "Let me read you the good one." No, then he's like, <laughs> "Donna, get up here and read yours." <laughs> yeah. So he, I mean, he didn't call Andrea out as the bad one, but I mean, I think that was really crappy. Right. So you know, he hurt her feelings there. And then um, he had forced... Donna's essay was awesome, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, ta- she talks about her, her life in shoes. Yeah. Like, which, like, her dad has her baby shoes bronzed in his office. It's so cute. And I think that's the way he likes to see me. And then she talks about her Mary Janes from, like, her first day in kindergarten and what her mom thought about him. It was very... It was good. That This was... The writers, whoever wrote this, this is a genuinely good essay for this character yeah it's it's really good writing for this character so yeah um the only other thing is they had some flirtation going on throughout the episode he forced her to go to the pool party Mm -hmm. but at the end he asks her to dinner and she says you bring your bar mitzvah bonds (laughs) (laughs) you got yourself a deal so she is now dating her ra right her ra and her teacher RA slash teacher. Seems like some a lot of ethical violations here. Right. And uh, but I mean it's like her fantasy fulfilled. It is? Oh well yeah, because she does Donna points out how she likes to date and flirt with teachers and she likes older guys. Which is true. Yeah. And then this John Sears now we're gonna switch over here to Kelly. Mm-hmm. He is flirting and flirting with this girl. Yeah. Heirs, he, heir to the Sears fortune. He brought her flowers at her house and admits that he 
followed her home from the party to see where she lived so he could bring her flowers. <laughs> Fucking creep. Right? I mean, that's not good. That's bad. The only worst thing he could say is, uh, I had a uh, detective hired to, <laughs> to track you down. How could it, it couldn't have been that hard to figure out where she lived either. He could have just been like, David, hey, David, what's your address? I want to send flowers. Right. Whatever. But he brings her the flowers, and she seems like she really likes them. Oh, yeah. She's very smiley and happy about it, but reminds him again that she has a boyfriend. They they were. So are we doing the pool party? Uh, I was about to. Okay. Um, Sorry, you go ahead. No, it's just my favorite part of this episode is she had, she had invited... Uh, what's his name? Dylan. Dylan to the pool party, and he didn't want to come. <laughs> and so she's she's flirting with the Sears and, and, and everything, looking for the softer side of Sears. <laughs> and and, and they're, they get a hot dog, and he says, as Dylan walks into the party, Dylan shows up to this party, David says to, to Kelly. David. Isn't that his name? David Sears? No, John Sears. John Sears, okay. John says to to Kelly, you really know how to work a hot dog? (laughs) What a line. What a terrible line. (laughs) You really know how to work a hot dog? Yeah, it doesn't look good. He's like, I've got something else you can slather mustard on. So Dylan just like walks up in between them and like stares him down. He knows exactly what's going on. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, John tries to introduce himself. He's He won't even shake his hand. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not having any of this. So, John leaves, whatever. But then, he shows up at Kelly's house, like, the next day. Yeah. Sits down on the chair. She's, like, she's in one of those, like, beach mm-hmm. chairs. Yeah. Sits down on her chair. A chaise lounge. And uh, he points out that she keeps... Uh, Saying what is what is it? He he says you don't ever tell me to go away or yeah. leave you alone or whatever. You keep talking about Dylan, but you don't ever tell me to go away and leave you alone. And then she's like, yeah, "Leave me alone." And then no, they, no, 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 no. She says, "Yeah, I do." Oh, and then he kisses her. No, yes, yes. And yeah. then he kisses her really like a really small kiss, and he backs away and she and she says, "Leave." Then that's when she says, "Leave me alone." But then she kisses him. Yeah, big, full, full on. Mouths partially open. It's not good. No. That's how the episode ends, with yeah. them fucking making out. Cheating, and then it goes, meow, down Melrose plays. But here's the thing. I don't think Dylan cares. I mean, obviously he cares a little. He showed up at the party. He Dylan stared him down. Dylan wants to sit in the corner and, and stare at <laughs> John Sears and Kelly. Him and Donna that, have something in common. Is that what you're suggesting? I think that he wants to be kissing Brenda. That's what I think. I yeah. think that in the end, if Kelly ends up with John, he'll just be like, okay, cool. I can be with Brenda. Yeah, maybe. I don't, we'll see what happens. So. <sighs> Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. That's a mistake, though. I don't think this John Sears is a good guy. I don't think he's a good guy either. And Kelly, like, she's, I, I'm, she's not a like a slut or anything but man she really likes to flirt and 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 she likes attention yeah she really does she her father was absent and Mm -hmm. she wants that male attention 
her, her dad was absent. Her mom's an addict. So, I mean, she spent a lot of her life being ignored, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And she says, I won't be ignored. And Celeste says, oh, neither. <laughs> Don't call me Cell, though. <laughs> that, oh, Kel. So he calls Kelly Kel. So he wants to call Celeste Cell. Kelly Cell. Oh, weird. Cell. Ew. I don't like it. Ugh, it hits the ear so bad. It's awful. It's so. it's the auditory equivalent of like a squirrel being smushed by a car. Oh my god. On that lovely note, yeah. um, if you want to write us, you can write us at latev nineteen ninety four at aol.com. Do it. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Also do that. And tell your friends. Yeah, please tell all your friends about the show. Give them the tapes. Tell yeah. them to listen. Yeah, tell them you love you love nine hundred two one zero. You you love the movies of today, nineteen ninety six, and tele- mm-hmm. the television shows of now. Yeah, you're a nineties kind of guy or girl. So check it out. Check out this show. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>